are back uh, with Untying the Knot. How are you doing there, Hannah? I'm doing good. How are you, Britt? I am good. So listen, I think, I, not I think, I know we have a topic that I don't even, I really feel like it doesn't matter how old your children are as a single mom. I feel like you can constantly, constantly relate to this topic and Hannah, I know you have been like going through it this week. So I'm kind of going to just like kick it to you and yeah, just let you like do your thing. It's, yeah. you know, well, and you know, there's gonna, there's a couple thoughts I had when we were talking about it earlier of things that I would actually love your, from your perspective, what it's like. So let's just, okay. So what's been going on for me this last week has been this feeling of guilt if I'm not like constantly there for Amberly, mm. whether that's mm. like like physically there at um so okay example on Wednesday last a few days ago um Amberly's school had like a, a fundraiser like the front fun run type of thing where they like get money oh, yeah, and yeah. they run in a circle and you know I'm, I'm the only parent <laughs> running a circle. <laughs> I'm I'm the only <laughs> parent that lives nearby, and so I feel immense pressure to show up to that kind of stuff. And it kind of yeah. got me thinking for people who are in for married couples still together, like both parents still together. It got me wondering, like if both parents feel the need to show up to everything or if there's a like almost like a comfort like okay I have to work but my husband can be there so it's okay you know it got me thinking about that because I've only ever been a single mom without a partner for Amberly's whole life really I mean mm. she was 18 months old when we like officially finally split um and so I just kind of realized as I was you know standing there with all the other parents with a lot of them, with both parents there, it got me wondering, like, is this just me as a single mom that feels this immense pressure to always show up to things? Um, and then also, so that actual, you know, in-person showing up to things, mm -hmm. doctor's appointments, right? Like always doing doctor's appointments by yourself and scheduling them and having to mm -hmm. go to them and parent teacher conferences and, um, you know, the chauffeurs to the soccer practices and, um, you know, if your kids are in dance or football or whatever, you know, all the different events. Um, and then the biggest thing for me that happened over this weekend was Amberly just needing, just being bored and wanting to mm -hmm. like do things. And I'm like, I want to do nothing. I haven't not done nothing by like been totally alone doing nothing. So like, you know, in the evening, like I'll be doing nothing, laying in bed, watching TV, but because we live in Southern California, we share a house with my mom and sisters. So oh, I didn't Amber know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and Amberly and I share a room, which is why all these stuffed animals behind me are in here. <laughs> so I didn't realize. So you share like one house with your sister and your mom. Yes. Yep. Okay. I did not realize that yeah. I lived with my parents for like a year before I moved out on my own. So I love that. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's worked out really, really well because it's like a roommate situation pretty much mm -hmm. where we split everything equally. Like we take yes. care of everything. Like 
it all works out really, really well. And it does help that then, you know, I know that if I have to run somewhere really quick, go to the store really quick, like I don't always have to bring Amberly along. She can stay mm-hmm. home with my mom or my sisters. But, you know, at the end of the day, the the pressure of feeling like, mm. you know, I don't want her to be bored all the time. Like, I like there's not another parent to go play with her, you know, mm-hmm. or, or take her for a walk or take her to the park or, um, the beach or whatever, you know, like I'm the only one that that yeah. responsibility only lies on me. She doesn't have siblings to play with, which I know you, you know, mm. you can relate to that with <laughs> Jack being <laughs> the only one, but it's just, I mean, here I am rambling about it. Obviously it's been it's on my hard. heart this last no, week. It is. It really is. And I, as we were talking about it, I was thinking I've never been in the, um, you know, like I said, I've really just, I've been single pretty much Amberly's whole life, (laughs) except for when I was with her dad. So I've never had, you know, a, a serious partner, um, come in, come into the picture and be someone else that Amberly can look up to, or, you know, ask for things. So I kind of am wondering, like, from your perspective, how, like, I would assume that you still feel that responsibility, even though you have Ryan, obviously, but like, I would, I know if it were me, if I had a serious boyfriend, serious partner, um, like I, I would not expect them to pick up the slack, you know? So I guess, yeah, I mean, you definitely don't, don't expect them to pick up the slack. I am the type of person (laughs) <laughs> Brian always is just like just ask but like <laughs> I'm the type of person where like I've grown up and we're like just do things for yourself like yeah. that it was just that's just how I've always been I figure it out like I'm the type of person where like don't give me directions like I'll figure it out on my own like telepathically <laughs> like I don't know but um I it's funny not funny but like I think um if you are in a, a toxic marriage, I think you were a single mom long before you are ever divorced. Um, and I say that because I, I still remember actually, I was, when you told me that this was going to be at the topic, (laughs) like when you were texting each other uh, today and I remember I was driving to the giant and I was thinking about this topic and I was like, wow, like, I've like, I've been a single mom long before then, because I remember there was a time in my marriage where I was pregnant and my, um, my ex-husband at the time had said to me, you know what? I just don't do the kid stuff. I just don't do the baby stuff. You got it. You can do it. I'll huh. see, like basically like, see you later. Wow. Do me kind of thing. Yeah. I was just like, hmm. oh, like he had like paternity leave and like we didn't see him at all during paternity leave. Like he like, just like did his own thing. Like, I don't even know what he did to be honest with you. That is so so weird. So weird. And like, so it's funny, like with thinking back and being like, you know, you know, when you had a partner, were they helpful? And I'm like, "Mm, not really. (laughs) But like, I think that started my whole uh, like I needed to heal in that sense to be okay with asking for help 
And I think I'm still like, I'm not great at that. Like not even just with Ryan, but I think like just in my life as a whole, because I'm always like, I don't know, do you relate to that where you're like, I I just want to do it myself. Yeah, totally. Well, and I'm an Enneagram eight too, which is like (laughs) my way or the highway (laughs) as much as I try not to be, I totally deal with that. And I have to you know, I have to, it was something that when I first moved back in with my parents, when, um, when Amberly's dad and I separated, I, from the very beginning was like, you know, this is like, I'm going to do this. Like, we're only going to stay here for a little while, eight years later, still living together, but you know, (laughs) it's, it's evolved over time. I was living with them for help at first and now we're roommates. So, you know, it works out, but, um, no, definitely having that, like, I'm her mom. I'm going to do this. I have this under control. Like I'm just here for a second. Um, and just having a hard time, you know, giving, giving other people the space to also show up. That's something that I really had to learn was letting other people show up. And like, I was actually talking to my sister about this I guess it would have been this morning too. And she was just like, well, uh, our, we have a younger sister too. She was like, well, Sydney and I will just, um, have watch, watch these, the show with Amberly for a little while. So you can go have some alone time. And I'm like, why didn't I think to ask for that? Like, I know they, they have a, um, an anime that they've been watching and I'm like, why, why didn't I think to ask Heather, can you just, can you just take Amberly and go watch an episode 30 minutes and just let me sit in my room and do nothing with no one. (laughs) And, but it's definitely that same thing. I, you don't, you just, I don't know me, at least I just, we need to have a hard time remembering. Yeah, absolutely. We need to ask because I can't tell you how many times that like, I have those conversations with like my friends and it's like the after fact where you're like, they're like, why didn't you just ask me? Like, I would have helped you. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, why didn't I not just have the courage to yeah. ask? You know yep. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny because it's like, um, we were talking about this recently, but how like we, we preach about self-care and like taking care of yourself and asking for help. That's something I post about on Instagram all the time. Like your people don't know what you need unless you ask. And I I don't think about somebody watching my kid as a self-care, right? No, no, not at all. Yeah. That's not, not at all. (laughs) Me asking Heather to just watch a TV show that she enjoys. (laughs) It's not, I'm, it's not even like she's, like doing something that she's going to despise, you know, like it's a TV show that she wants to watch that she enjoys, but I don't, it's just, you have to constantly practice what you preach me. I have to constantly be aware Mm -hmm. and make sure that I, I know the tools for these things. Like I know how to make sure I'm taking care of myself, but then I get caught up in all the other things and I, I forget to ask for that help. And yeah. Yeah. But I do think that like, it gets like, I don't know, like, I feel like it can easily get heavy because there are so 
many, whether you have one kid or you have multiple kids, there are so many, you know, you got the sports practices, you got the, you know, like the school stuff, like it does when you are a one person household, like it gets to be a lot, but I think the fact that like, okay, so like you said, you live with your, your family. Mm -hmm. And I remember like when I live with my family, like that was just like such a saving grace moment. Yeah. Because you don't realize there's that saying, like it takes a village, but it truly, like it truly does. Like, and even now, like, you know, like I'm living in a house with like Ryan and like, we're still relying on family to help us out because we both are working parents. So like it's, it's, it it is, um, I, I can't imagine Honestly, I hear people like, I can't imagine people living away from their family. Like I know plenty of people where like, they don't live anywhere near their family and they're both like working parents. And I'm like, how do you do it? I, I couldn't imagine that either. I, you know, we've living in Southern California, California's stupid expensive. So there have definitely been topics and conversations on, is this somewhere we're going to live forever? And we don't know. I hope so. I would love to live here forever, but we don't know exactly what's going on with our living situation um, long-term. And, but it just makes, you know, our conversations have always been, well, yeah, you know, this city or this state seems great, but I don't know anyone there. I don't have any family there. Like, yeah, like, I don't know how people, I could not imagine. I absolutely could not imagine not living by family. Like that. So she played soccer. Her first season was two years ago. And I remember the first game I had to miss. I felt like it's just that same Mm -hmm. idea of like feeling like I have to show up to everything. Like literally like my entire family could be there. And I would feel like if I wasn't there, like that, that would be an issue. And, you know, I've slowly gotten I've slowly worked through through those things but it definitely still happens where it's like yeah I think I I honestly I feel sometimes I feel like and people are probably gonna uh not hate me but for (laughs) saying this statement but if if you are feeling a certain way with me saying this statement it's because you can't relate to this (laughs) I I truly feel like mom guilt is everybody has mom guilt. If you're a mom, you have mom guilt. You can't get away from it. Then I think there's single mom guilt. Yeah. Adds like another layer on it. Yeah. And if you were a single mom, even if you have a partner, even if you have a partner, because like I, I, I have a partner and we've been together for almost two years now and he's incredible. He takes Jack to different, like, you know, we do is like uh, soccer practices and like karate and stuff like that. There is still I say to Ryan all the time, like, there's still like, when he does that for me, there, there's still like this guilt. I'm like, oh my God, it's not me. It's yeah. not me doing it. Like, even if it's like, like, for example, like we went to Utah for um, this silver retreat mm-hmm. and I earned that as like a free like trip or whatever with Young Living. And there was like two days that my mom had to like help with Jack, which is great. Like you have family, just like yeah. you, do. you have family to help in, chip in you still have that guilt where like, oh my God, like I'm so shitty because like, I'm like going and like doing me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
It's like doing something great for yourself, doing something really good for yourself, but you just can't help but feel bad about it. Like you can't help like you're doing something wrong. And I know for me, I was thinking that same thing. It was literally yesterday that I was just like single mom guilt is another level than just mom guilt because I've had mom guilt too. I wasn't always a single mom. So I know what that's like, you know, feeling guilty for, you know, whatever, but the single mom guilt, there's just, it's like for so long for the first gosh, probably three, four years, I let Amberly get away with murder because I Mm -hmm. felt so guilty that, you know, her dad and I weren't together and I didn't Mm -hmm. like, I was afraid. I don't, I guess I was afraid. I don't know of how it would affect her. And so I let her like get away with other things and not, she's not a bad kid, you know, she's a great kid, but, um, there's just those, that type of guilt that just, you, you get your kids, whatever they want, you do whatever they want (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you're trying to, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for. You're trying to overcompensate for the fact that that you don't have, because I feel like society, no matter like we like, you know, we know, we know yeah. the life that we chose for ourselves and for our children is, is ultimately better. Right. Yeah. We know that we know that that's the truth. Right. But it's, it's like, here's that truth. And then you have society's standards is that it's a broken family. Yeah. I was just talking to my mom about this the other day. I, when I had sat down in a parent teacher conference, like at school for Jack. And, you know, I sat down and we were talking about things and talking about how stuff's going. And I said to my mom, I've never, so Jack goes to a Catholic school and I'm all about Catholic. I grew up in a a very Irish Catholic family and I went to Catholic high school and that's what I wanted for Jack. And I was sitting in a parent-teacher conference and they know like our situation. We're divorced, like I have primary custody. And um, the the teacher said to me, you know, he's from a broken family. Oh my gosh. And before she had said that, she said a preference, like um, no offense. And I said to my mom, I was like, anytime you start a sentence with no offense, means you're about to offend somebody (laughs) you're trying to somehow soften the blow which is how that works and I and I remember I I was proud of myself because I did stop them and I said you know what all I know is what I did for my child was get him out of an unsafe situation because now I'm happier and ultimately he's in a better situation so yeah that's not broken that's not a broken home. You have created, you know, now with Ryan, you are showing him what a loving, supportive, healthy relationship looks like. Whereas you had, you know, stayed with your ex, he would have seen a toxic marriage. And then he most likely it would have been a cycle, right? Like it's so easily been a cycle. You can barely see me now. Anyway, I can see you. I can see you. <laughs> no, it would have been. It's like very Halloween-esque. <laughs> I should, t- we should, I'll make sure to take a screenshot of this because this is ridiculous. But um, it, it could have been a cycle where then he 
sees, he could have seen a toxic relationship, a toxic marriage, and then created that for himself and had a toxic relationship with his wife, whether it was him or his wife that was toxic, who knows, but you know, that could have happened if you had stayed in that real and not, I mean, we can't see the future, you know, just because right. isn't living in that doesn't mean it couldn't still happen. Look at me being a Debbie Downer now. Anyway. No, but I feel like it's like such a good point to make is that like, there is an unfortunate, like, you know, being positive, like as much as you can with like life, but like, but I think that goes to show that like, there's an unfortunate um, shadow yeah. that can be cast upon families of like single mom families. Yep. Yep. And yeah. So single mamas out there, you're, you have created alone. a strong, not broken home. This is a, you've created something that is safe and healthy and better for your child, you know, even in the short term, but definitely in the long term, you know? And I also think from like a strength perspective, because let me tell you right now, let me tell you right now, if you are out there and you have a child and you are in a toxic marriage and you are so concerned about getting out and wondering what your child will have, will say, do whatever your child is better off when you are happy. Because I have seen Jack is, he's going to be turning, which is crazy. He's going to be turning five in, uh, in November. And he will say to me, he will say to me all the time. He's just like, he'll look at me and be like, you know, you and daddy aren't together because you were yelling at one another. I'm like, yeah. And it wasn't healthy and that's okay. Like, that's okay. You, and, and he's, and it's so nice for him to be able to see, like you said, like for him to see not only just between Ryan and I, but like, he's with my parents. Like I'm sure like for Amberly, like to be able to see like you interact with your sisters, with your mom, like that's like love, like, you know what I mean? And, and that might not have been an opportunity she would have gotten. Exactly. Exactly. And that's such, that's the, that's such a perfect point that (laughs) I'm so glad this video records too. Oh, she turned the oh, light on for go. me. There, there we go. go. Oh my gosh. Go. Thank you. We're still recording. I might not edit this one out this time. <laughs> I, it was, I love it. She came in, she turned the lights on. Hi. <laughs> so it, we're not living in Halloween time anymore. There we go. Amberly, can I ask you a question? Come a little closer. I want the people to hear. How do you feel about living with Heather and Nana and Sydney? Good. Do you like it? Yeah, a lot. Just curious. That's what we're talking about, kind of. Oh. Do you approve? Yeah, I think it's such a good thing. <laughs> you approve? Okay, she approves. Skedaddle. <laughs> it is. It's like, you know, it's strength in numbers, and it's just so good to have, like, a village and... I've seen so many of like my friends who like, not that they don't have it, but like, they're not, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not too keen to be reliant on that. And that's fine. Like some of my girlfriends are super independent in that sense. And they don't agree. Like some of them don't have the greatest like family upbringing. So like, they don't like certainly agree with it, how their families do that. But like, 
at the end of the day, I think, especially if you're a single mom, you need that village. And if you don't have it, there's actually, okay, I'm going to, there's this app I found out about (laughs) called, I haven't joined it, but it's called, and I think it's so genius. It's called Peanut. Have you heard of it? I have. Yes, I have. I have to heard. like find single mom friends. So yep. if you need, or not single mom friends, but like just mom Fr- friends yeah, mom in friends. general. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like if you're in like a, ro- I would assume like if you're in like a rural area or like you've moved away from your family, like, I don't know. I feel like you just need to find that community. I have heard of Peanut and that, you know, is making me think that I should check it out because that community is so important to just be able to lean on other moms, lean on other women. And sometimes you need friends who don't have kids like, yeah, because you need just that adult time where you're not talking about the kids, you know, like, because there, there have been times where uh, my best friend and I, when we get together, we're like, okay, we're not talking about kids. We're not talking about work. Like we're just hanging out just together because it's easy to get into the other stuff. <laughs> and now and do you have, I don't know if we talked about this. You have full, full custody, right? Physical custody. Yeah. Um, and then full we have custody. like uh, joint decision-making. So, so you have full physical custody, but does he see him? So he lives in Oregon and oh, so that's there- a no. Their relationship has been complicated. Um, I have worked very hard to encourage her to call him, to encourage him to call her. And, you know, it's, it's been a challenge. Um, But as long as you're encouraging it, that's all you really can do. It's kind of like you can't lead a horse to walk, you know what I mean? Well, and that's what her therapist told me too. I said, you know, should I force something or should I, you know, what should I do? (laughs) And she said, you know, just keep asking her like, Hey, have you, you know, have you talked to your dad or do you want to call your dad and Mm -hmm. just do that, you know, a few times a week and, you know, let that, let it, let it be there. Let it be that. Let it be there. That's uh, what I do with Jack too. Cause like I have full physical custody of Jack and like, he's with his dad. Like he sleeps over like every other weekend. Mm-hmm. And then he has like dinner visits during the week, but yeah. like, that's what I kind of do with him. I'm like, if, you know, if I'm like, do you want to like, I don't know if like something happens, like, do you want to FaceTime your dad? And like, yeah. I mean, he's four and a half. So like, it's kind of like, but it's the same thing. Like, as long as you're like offering it and not only from like a perspective of like, not only offering that, but like talking, like, yeah. I feel like talking about like, oh, like you know, like if he was with his dad, like over the weekend, like, Oh, like how was everything? But like, yeah. not from a prying sense, but like, did no. you have time? Like things like that, like keeping those lines of communication open without like, without like, it being you know I mean? like, yeah, without it being without weird, it being like, like yeah. trying to, um, cause I've seen divorced parents who like, it's a competition, like, did yeah, like, not like, like, what did you do? Like, 
to yeah, like not from an inquisitive sense. Yeah, no, just yeah, just to more so like, did you have fun? Like, yeah. you know, or, yeah, and and a lot of times because he's four, <laughs> Jack's four and a half. A lot of times he doesn't really have anything to say. So I'm like, yeah. okay, we'll move on. Whereas like I have like I read like some like parenting books when it comes to divorce Mm -hmm. and about like how it can be so easily where you can become this like uh like like interrogation like yeah what did you do like and at the end of the day I'll be honest with you I don't really give an f what you did as long as you're safe yep and you you know as long as you're safe you didn't come home with a broken bone yeah I don't really care yeah like that's your time with your child and have that time with your child. Um, I think a lot of times there can be a lot of inner parent conflict with divorce. When you start to get into that, like inquisitive nature, like, well, what did you do? Ooh, this competition is just like, there's just no need for it. There's just no place here. All it does is it makes it harder on the kid because it makes the kid feel like they need to, you know, tell some story or they need yeah. to make the other parent feel like it wasn't that much. Cause if it hypothetically, if I'm asking Amberly questions about her time, cause she has, she's visited her dad um, a couple times. So if I'm asking her questions about that, that, you know, week together from a point of wanting to make sure that I give her a better week the next week, then, you know, kids are really smart and kids are going to eventually figure out like, oh, this is a competition. I need to either make it seem not as good or I need to make it seem mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? And so that's such a great point that you brought that up because I've always been intentional about, you know, like I'll say, like, oh, did you, did you have fun? Like, what did you do? And the, the last time she didn't want to talk about it at all. And it actually made me a little nervous because I was like, why don't you want to talk about this at all? And I just asked her, I said, okay, like, we don't have to talk about it, but like, were you safe? Like, like you were okay. Right. Like nothing bad happened. Like just to clarify. And she said, no, yeah, I was totally safe. Everything was fine. I had a good time, but I just don't want to talk about it. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Like that's what matters to me. Yeah. Um, but I'm my therapist intentional. Oh, yeah, just really quick. I've always been intentional about that. And the other thing I think that's good is I spent the first few years, anytime I talked about Jared, Jared, her dad, I, um, very intentionally said really good things about him, all of his, like, great- that's what you gotta do. Yeah. Talking about how funny he was, how charming he was, how, well, not what he is, how athletic he is, you know, like very intentional about all of those things so that she grew up like knowing how great her dad is because what happened with us had nothing to do with her, you know, and Mm -hmm. those things can totally be separated. And then there kind of came a point where like, then there was just like no reason to talk about him anymore unless they were getting ready for a visit or if she was talking to calling him or whatever. But, um, for the, the, you know, first I mean, probably half of Amberly's life, at least I was really intentional about if something funny happened or if there was a memory, I'd say, oh yeah, your daddy and I did that. And he did this and it was hilarious or, you know, whatever the story was, but anyway. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I think that there has to be, because at the end of the day, you have to allow your child to make that decision for themselves of whether or not 
you know, like they feel either about- if, 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 you know, how they feel about either parent, not yeah. just like the, the parent that they don't primarily live with. Like, yeah. I think at the end of the day, they deserve that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. and they, we, as a parent, I think is our job not to instill a story upon yeah. them. That's not their story. Right. Like I say, like divorce your story, own your truth kind of thing. So like, I think that's a, a big part of it. And, and also a big part about maturity because yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, my, my background with, with, with Jack's dad is it was an abusive relationship and there are not great memories. <laughs> there are not pretty memories. And, um, it takes a lot of grit and grace and strength to be able to have those conversations with your child to be like, yeah, like, you know, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to think like, uh, Jack was talking about, like, for example, like Jack's loves cats. I know you love cats. I do. I like, I love cats. They're cute, but I don't want them. I don't want them as a pet. And Jack asked me the other day, he was like, so can like, we get a cat? And I was like, so like, no, and I was like, I like dogs. And he was just like, why can't we get a cat? And I was like, you know what? Like your dad has like three cats that he lives with. So you can just go visit him when you want to visit the cats. Like just like silly things like that. Where like, I don't know. Like he feels like I just don't want Jack to as much as we can as single moms. Cause I think when you have primary custody of the child, it's a little hard, but like, I think as much as we can as single moms, like uh, integrating that other life in. Yeah. Um, so they don't feel like, I just don't want Jack to like, I mean, I don't know, I guess he's going to in some capacity, but like, I would hate for him to grow up and feel like he has totally separate lives. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Where like, like, like a, like a before, a before and after sort of thing. Like it just, is- yeah. Like, it's just like, he has to keep his, his life here separate from this life. And like, and, and maybe he will feel like that, but like, I want to do whatever I can to help that integrate the two. Yeah. To make yeah. it, make it just, I know that's something that I always wanted for Amberly was, you know, I wanted, I didn't want it to be her dad's time and my time and her, I mean, obviously it's his house and my house, but just right. like not, not so separate. Like I want it to be, this is just her life. And now she's at her dad's and now she's with me. And, you know, where, like, I always envisioned, you know, joint birthday parties and joint everything. I mean, like getting together for Christmas dinners, you know, like not opening, not spending the night and opening presents together, but just like right having something where, because I think it's so important for kids to have both of their parents involved as much in their life as much as possible. Um and there's obviously all kinds of extenuating circumstances with why it wouldn't be as possible, which is what I've learned over the years. Um, but just having that, having their life be not a, not a mom life and a dad life. It's just my life. And it's mm-hmm. a little different than the norm, but it's not like, it's not like, you know, a lightning strike different. It's, you know, it's right. fairly common these days. <laughs> to, yeah. to, to have divorced parents and to have to, you know, have that <laughs> and live that way. I think that's a good point because you and I have talked about like, like abuse and how mm-hmm. it's a spectrum and stuff like that. And I think that 
that goes to show like how important it is to heal. Yeah. Because, you know, you were not going to be frolicking down the cornfields <laughs> with <laughs> their fathers. No. However, there can be a layer of healing that can happen on your end. Intention when you intentionally heal, you go to therapy and you yeah. do whatever you need to do to get to a place where you can do whatever it looks like for you yeah. as a divorced family, Maybe whether it be like just you know. being able to go to you know softball games together, not even right. together, but just be there at the same time without killing right. each other. Because I know plenty of di- divorced couples that they can't even be in the same room. Like I could not imagine that being. Yeah, yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. In, in, because those situations, there wasn't abuse. There wasn't, it's just a couple that got divorced and then they just hated each other so badly. Yeah. And it's like, nobody even really, like, there wasn't any, there wasn't any abuse. Like, there wasn't even anything exceptionally bad. You just didn't like each other after a while and that's okay. But why do you got to hate each other? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, yeah. It has definitely evolved all over the place. <laughs> I know, but it's been good. It's, it's been evolved so well. I love well. You know, some, some of our, well, our first few episodes were a little more planned out. And then these last couple have just been like chatting and I think I kind of like it, you know, I, I kind of like, like it. Cause I feel like I learn more about you. <laughs> Same <laughs> true. It's so true, but Anyway, I mean, that's, those are all my thoughts tonight. Anything else you want to add? No, I think this is good. I think we kind of just like laid it all out there and you know, you're anybody out there that is, is feeling this and you've stuck with us through the end, like you're not alone yeah. and um, feel free to continue the conversation with us over on the gram. If you resonate with any of this and you need to talk through any of it, you know, feel free to message either of us on Instagram. I'm yeah. Happy. Or like leave a comment. Like if, yeah. if you feel, if you feel comfortable um, or even if you, I don't even know if you can do comments anonymously, but if you feel comfortable, like, and you resonated um, leave a comment or um, you know, if there's anything that you have specific questions about, like, I know we're coming up to the holidays, which is kind of crazy. And that looks different for like single moms and divorced families. I don't know anything, any kind of questions you have. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, it has been great chatting with you, Britt. I hope you guys have loved listening to us. I hope it helped you and we will see you next week. Bye.